Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is September 4th. So let's jump into 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Now in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, he is going to talk again about a couple of spiritual gifts. Remember when he finished off in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, we didn't get to this verse, but it's an important verse to understand, especially when we're going to revisit this idea of spiritual gifts. As Paul ends his letter on spiritual gifts in 1 Corinthians 12, he says, but covet earnestly the best gifts and yet shew I unto you a more excellent way. Now, remember that word shoe, we talked about it last week. It doesn't mean show, it means testify of. So he's saying covet earnestly, so seek earnestly, be zealous for the very best gifts, and I will testify unto you of a more excellent way. So my friends, I think that's important to remember, especially as we're talking about spiritual gifts. We talked about how it's important that we all have different gifts how because we each have different gifts, we all come to the table with something unique and that the body of Christ or the church needs all these differences in order to form the church. Oftentimes we feel like we have to look a certain way or act a certain way or be a certain way. We have to have certain talents or gifts or we're not usable in the kingdom of God. But my friends, however you are, God needs you that way. Whatever you bring to the table, that's exactly what God needs. We need to stop trying to feel like we have to be a cookie cutter Latter-day Saint, that we have to look a certain way or be a certain way in order to fit in or to be what we think the church needs us to be. But we need to be who we are, the best versions of us. We need to constantly be trying to improve and to be more Christ-like, yes, but we need to bring what we bring to the table whether that's our personalities or our gifts, we need to bring it and let God use what we have, what he's given us for the benefit of the church. Well, now here in chapter 14, Paul's going to get a little bit more specific with a couple of gifts. He says, follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts. So he just finishes talking about charity in chapter 13, and he tells us to follow after that. The Greek word there is even stronger. It talks about pursuing eagerly or earnestly. So not just being led to it, but really passionately pursuing charity and desire spiritual gifts. We should want these gifts and we should seek after them. And then it says, but rather that ye may prophesy. And then he's going to talk about two different gifts here. Listen to what he says. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him. Howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. Now, that's interesting because a lot of times when we talk about the gift of tongues, we talk about learning another language or speaking another language. We believe that missionaries are blessed with the gift of tongues so that they can speak well and quickly to the people that they're teaching. And that's absolutely true. But Paul is talking specifically about unknown tongues, which is something that we associate more with oftentimes the Pentecostal church. However, we've seen this in our church as well, especially in early church history. But he's saying, you know, what does that benefit others? If we are speaking in an unknown tongue that no one can even understand, where's the benefit for others? So listen to what he says. But he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. 
Now, oftentimes in the church, when we talk about prophecy, we think of being able to predict the future or to know what's going to happen. And certainly that is a form of prophecy. But what Paul is speaking about here is something that is much more common to all of us. In the book of Revelations, it talks about prophecy being the testimony of Christ. And that is a gift that we should all be seeking consistently in our lives. So he's saying, yeah, okay, speaking in tongues, great, grand, and wonderful, perfect. But what's more important, speaking in a language that no one can understand or speaking testimony of Christ, which can speak to everyone's heart and soul? When I was reading these verses, it reminded me of an experience I had in my first area on my mission, my very second companion. So I was super new in the mission field. And my second companion was a little bit difficult. She was finishing up her mission. She was just having a hard time, didn't really want to be out working. And so it was on me as this kind of brand new missionary, not really speaking the language to kind of try to convince her to go out and to work and to do the things that we were there to do. Well, one particular morning, the district leader called and said, hey, I want you to give a little lesson in our district meeting about finding. And I thought, oh, great. I can't even speak, let let alone give this talk about finding when we're not finding very many people at all right now. I need some sort of experience. So I went into the room where we studied and I said a prayer and I said, Heavenly Father, I need to teach this lesson on finding. I feel like we're struggling with that. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to tell them please help us find someone this morning. And when I got up from my knees, I told my companion, all right, it's time to go out. And she kind of rolled her eyes because she did not want to go out and she didn't want to work. And I said, it's okay. I know where we're going to go. Just follow me. And so she did, much to her credit. She followed me. And I started walking to this little section of our area that we had been to before several times, but had never had a lot of success in. And I just kept praying, Heavenly Father, lead me to the door that I need to find. Lead me to the people that we need to speak to. And so I just was kind of walking and wandering around and my companion, bless her heart, was just kind of following in my footsteps the whole time. And all of a sudden we get to this street that I swear I had never seen before, even though we must have walked by it dozens of times. And so I look down the street and I say, okay, this is the street that we need to go to. So I turn and I start walking and I'm like, okay, Heavenly Father, point me to the door. And all of a sudden we get to a door and I knew this was exactly where we needed to be. This was exactly the door where we needed to knock. So I said, this is it. And she said, okay, your door, your inspiration, you talk. And again, keep in mind, I'm pretty new on my mission and I believe in the gift of tongues. I believe that I had the gift of tongues, but I also believe that it came in stages and I didn't speak Spanish perfectly yet. And so I knocked on the door and a young lady answered probably in her mid twenties and I began to speak and I just gave her the whole testimony, the whole spiel in Spanish, of course, but I explained who we were, what we were doing. I bore testimony of the restoration of the gospel and of Jesus Christ. And she just kind of looked at me the whole time. And after I was done bearing my soul to her, she looked at my companion and said, I didn't understand anything she just said. (laughs) And that was a crush to my ego in big ways. But she invited us in. And after I wasn't so nervous and I would speak to her in Spanish, she began to understand me. And she progressed rapidly and she had a beautiful testimony of Jesus Christ and of the gospel. And after we had been teaching her for a while, I said, if you didn't understand anything that I said when I knocked on your door, why did you let us in? And she said, I didn't know what words you were saying, but I could feel the truthfulness of what you were saying. And I could feel the testimony of what you were saying. 
My friends, sometimes we put too much stock in certain gifts of the Spirit, too much stock in the gift of tongues or the gift of teaching or the gift of music or different things like that. When really the greatest gift that we can have after charity is the gift to know who Jesus Christ is, to know his mission, and to be able to bear testimony of that. Because if we can bear testimony of Jesus Christ, if we can feel who he is and be willing to speak that truth to others, that truth is a universal language that can translate whether they understand your Spanish or not. My friends, that is the gift which we should seek. That gift to be able to know that Jesus is the Christ, that he is who he said he is, that he did what he said he would do, and that he will come again. In Doctrine and Covenants 46, when it talks about different gifts, it says that some people have the gift to know that Jesus is the Christ and they will have eternal life. But then it also says that others have the gift to believe the testimony of those who know. And if those people will continue faithful as well, that they can also have eternal life. My friends, we should seek to know that Jesus is the Christ. We should seek that testimony. But if for right now we just believe, if for right now all we can do is believe in the testimony of others, then hold fast to that belief, knowing that if we will be faithful to our belief, the end result of eternal life is the same. Faith in Christ, knowledge of Christ, and belief in Christ are the gifts that we should be seeking because they are the gifts that will change our lives. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 